0: Welcome. You're listening to "For the Love of Real Estate," a podcast with Jeffrey Dusan and Adam Sahuro. All right, Jeffrey. Hey, um, Adam.
1: How are another, you today?
0: Another great episode coming up. I'm I'm doing really well. I've I've was been wondering about all these buyers that have been happening in the market, and wanted to kind of see like what they're what they're doing and what their thoughts are. And uh, Jeffrey, buyers are happening. their buyers are happening. Like they're happening. Like they need to be buying. buying. The problem Uh, is there's nothing for them to buy. (laughs) And Jeffrey, you had an idea of bringing on a special guest, uh, to join us for this, uh, episode. Well, I don't want to take all the credit. (laughs) Okay. You can have 51%
2: of the credit. Most of it. No, we, (laughs) we have a good friend of ours, Jolie. um, Jolie, welcome to For the Love of Real Estate. And, and we're, yeah, we're thrilled to get your perspective on the market. You've been working with buyers for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we thought buyer challenges are different than before or certainly have new layers of complexities added on. And you'd be a great expert to bring in and chat to about them. Jolie, you work exclusively with buyers, right?
1: Um, So yes, first of all, thank you guys so much for bringing me on. Um, Just a little bit of background on me. Um, I've been in real estate for about seven years now. So I actually started out um, just working as an assistant um, and not just in the sense of that's not anything good. It's just, it's a great way to be introduced to the field. Um, And for me, it was a, a great way to parlay some of my past knowledge into, um, into something that's really useful, particularly in real estate. So I've been here about seven years now. So I've actually, I've actually worked on both sides of it. I've worked with sellers and buyers um, mm. in doing transaction management. And um, I work on a large, I'm sorry, not a large team, a small team with um, large production. So um, primarily whenever I do transaction management, I'm working with sellers. Um, About three to four years ago, I started working specifically with buyers as a buyer specialist. Um, And as you know, the market changes every year. And this year is nothing different.
2: Yeah. (laughs) This year has been particularly challenging, though. How many buyers do you think you have right now? Um, They're just waiting to find something. I guess instead of how many... What percent more do you have right now than you typically do just kind of in the wings, double, triple,
1: you know, there's two things at work this year. I think earlier in the year it was buyer exhaustion, right? They were, we were in a lot of multiple offer situations and buyers were getting turned down over and over and over again. Um, And not getting the house they wanted, and uh, you know, as with anything, after you lose four, five, six times, um, you know, yeah. maybe you want to take a break. Uh, we had that happen with a few buyers this year. Most of them, though, I would venture to say, the majority of buyers that we worked with this year, or that I worked with in particular, um, we were able to find something for them eventually. Yeah. Now well, later I, this year, it's become a little. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> I was going to say, then the hurricane made the ultimate break, right?
1: It really did. Yeah. What happened after the hurricane is that um, although the competition that we saw earlier in the year was subsiding a bit, so they weren't getting as many declined offers or backup offers, uh, the inventory went down. Yeah. And so suddenly a house that was in livable condition was a very hot commodity. And um, again, it's become challenging to find a house that um, doesn't have a lot of damage and also doesn't have a lot of offers on it already. Um, So, you know, when I work with buyers, I like to give them a a formal consultation at the very beginning so they know exactly what to expect. And part of that is being ready to go, having your pre-qualification together, knowing exactly what you're looking for, knowing exactly what your monthly payment is gonna be, or at least, you know, close. I'm um, going to try to give them the tools to get ahead of it so that when they do find that perfect house, they're ready to pounce.
2: <laughs> they, can, they can go. So yeah. Yeah. For, for people who are outside of the New Orleans area that listen, um, we had a hurricane hit at the very end of August, beginning of September. Real estate transactions plummeted by about 40 percent mm-hmm. in September, 30 percent in October uh, and over 20 percent still in November. So we still have not recovered from that. But the rest of the country, it's kind of funny, y'all. What I'm seeing from friends of mine um, who own brokerages in other places, significant size brokerages in other cities, uh, Atlanta, Dallas, um, New Haven, Connecticut, they're seeing these same declines and they didn't have hurricanes. What they saw was such extreme lack of inventory That they may as well have had a hurricane because while they didn't have problems insuring them or them being in good condition, uh, they sure, like Julie was talking about, they sure didn't have problems just finding them. So, Julie, you do a fantastic job, it sounds like, of getting your buyers ready. Uh, But what about the people who, who were saying things like, well, prices have gone up? 20% 20% over the last year and a half to two years, Julie, why should I buy now? Talk to me about how you get over that reluctance.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing when I'm consulting any buyer, whether it's over the phone or whether I've got them in person talking to them in a, in a formal meeting in the office, in the, in the conference room is, is gauging their motivation. How soon do they need to move? How soon do they want to move? Do they really need to? Um, and it comes down for me to justifying my time, you know, and, and trying to organize buyers in that way is a sense of if they are not quite ready, then what is holding them up, get very clear on it, understand what they're looking for and what their time frame is. And I think that's the thing. So I'm not going to try to force anyone to buy right now if, if that's not, if they're not ready, but what I do always tell them is real estate's never going to be a bad investment um, you know especially if you're in a yeah. situation where you're renting, um, it's always in your best interest to go ahead and start building that equity now. So even if um, even if percentages have gone up, even if the value has gone up, you're still going to build equity in it. And so in two years if you're renting, how much money would you have put into your investment in two years versus someone else's? And that's something that they really need to take into consideration.
0: Yeah.
2: You now, Adam, what I'm hearing is that Joe Lee gets really clear on their why.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say is anybody understanding
0: like any of the training classes and things I've done, I'm a big fan of a full on in person buyer consultation at the office or somewhere. Go through and get very clear on all of it. But even with that, you know, like my friends, Josh and John, when they were making offers on properties, they made their first offer, got beat up by cash, made the next one, got beat out, made the next one got beat out. And so they just re-signed their lease and they're like, just, we don't even want to deal with it. We can't do anything. Um, And then months later, their agent just kind of randomly texted them one property that was actually literally right behind them. And uh, it was one that wasn't in their budget. But what they realized is that if they moved their budget just a little, it was actually $150 more um, a month. Yeah, $150 more a month. Uh, and said, you know what? Yeah, let's just do it. And now they're under contract and you'll be closing soon. So there are some times where, yeah, you're going to get beat out by cash, but it's just not losing steam and kind of looking forward and looking at that motivation of why you're doing it in the first place.
1: I think that's a really good point, Adam. It's just not to lose steam. You know, it's okay to take a step back every now and then and reevaluate what are your goals? What are your motivations? You know um, but timing is everything. And so maybe, you know, I had one buyer last spring that I just couldn't get her under contracting. We got backup after backup, after backup, um, you know, and then later on, when she wasn't even really looking then we just found it and so it it just like I said it it goes back to just being ready being ready to go you know um, I like to make sure that all of my buyers have taken into consideration what is their monthly budget make sure that they're pre-qualified with a lender they're the ones who are going to say whether or not they can get the house not me yeah so setting them up for success getting them pre-qualified if they're not able to buy a house right now, have the lender get them set up on a plan. What are the steps to get them there, you know? And this is just all on the forefront mm-hmm. um, so that they understand they're clear on the process. They're clear what has to happen. And um, and in that, in understanding the process, they're more confident in themselves and, um, and in us too.
0: So are you saying that uh, sometimes I need to stop looking for my keys and I'll find my keys.
1: I wish I could say that. I'm missing a key right now. I've been looking for a <laughs> key. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. realtor problem. Finding keys. <laughs>
1: think it's taking a step back or as we used to say, going out to the balcony um, to consider, you know, just look at things from the bigger picture. I think yeah. that's well,
0: what you're going to say. Consider jumping. No, looking at a bigger picture. Yeah,
2: giving, giving space for something to come in that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jolie, while we've got you, talk to us about 2022. What do you think? If you were looking in your crystal ball, you've been known this a while. Um, most real estate agents have not been in the business. You said seven years, right?
1: Seven, yep. yeah,
2: seven years. Okay. Most of them um,
0: been in it. What if they may. most?
2: Yeah, I think seven months is about the mean. Yeah. Uh, for and a that lot of people, Dylan
1: Williams the whole time. I might add.
2: <laughs> there you go. Even better uh so if you're looking at your crystal ball, what are you telling your buyers what do you think is going to happen with uh, interest rates next year and with inventory? what's your forecast there?
1: Well, I in my opinion um, the low interest rates are going to be hard to sustain for much longer. that doesn't mean that it's not, gonna happen or that we're not gonna find a way to make it continue. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, go ahead.
1: Um, what I have been prepping some of my buyers for, um, if it's someone I've been working with for a little bit and we just haven't found, we haven't quite found the right place yet, um, or someone new, is that the spring market is coming up and um, that tends to be one of the busiest times. So while the inventory may be going up again, um, and I hope it does <laughs> yeah. um, you we are probably going to be looking at that really competitive market again for buyers so um, you know I'm just trying to get everyone prepped for that and and also you know on the other end of that going back to getting them um, really just educated on the process is preparing them for what happens once you get under contract right
2: Great point. It's, it's, it's future casting exactly what's going to happen. So they're not
1: surprised. You know, uh, I think a big part of this buyer reluctancy, whenever you guys tell me that's what you wanted to talk about, something that really came up to me was, um, you know, buyers ghosting you or, or buyers getting cold feet and backing out of contracts. So it's not just about, it's not just them being reluctant to get started on the process, but also being overwhelmed by the process overall. Um, you know, maybe they've gone through inspections and it just too much came up and they don't know how they're gonna handle it. And they don't realize that we come in and we negotiate to make it work for them. And what I tell them is, if you want this house, I will get it for you. It's my job to get it for you. Um, But, they have to trust the process and they have so, to
0: understand the process. Lee, let's I mean, we've all been in that situation before. You know, the example that I use is, you know, you have a couple of drinks at lunch and go into the Louis Vuitton store, spend $740 on a pair of loafers <laughs> and then wake up the next day and go, why did I do that? And you kind of have that cognitive dissonance, like that, that uh, buyer's remorse. And then going back to your motivation and realizing, oh, it's because they look really good on me. (laughs) So what is it that you can do when, because buyers do have a, a really long timeline, especially if they're financing 30 to 45 days to have that buyer's remorse build up. And it's not only right after writing the purchase agreement, but it's also right after inspections or right after even appraisal or anything. So how is it that you kind of talk buyers off the ledge of buyer's remorse?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question, and it. Um, I always say that working in real estate, you have to be really able to deal with a lot of personality types. You have to be very flexible, <laughs> um, and so it, it sort of differs with each person. But um, I like to remind them, you know, of what they, you know, I always go back to their their lead sheet that I have when I first met with them. When they tell me what their motivation is, and, and try to circle them back to that. And make sure that they remember you know what's the end game mm-hmm. this is a process that we go through a lot because we work in real estate so for me i understand where we are in the process these folks so many of them you know this may be their first house their this may be their second house they buy a property every five or ten years they're just not as well versed in it as us so it's it's easy to get overwhelmed by something that they perceive as big, which is actually small.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I like to just talk to them about the motivation, like I said, and talk to them about a few different options that we have as solutions for, for things that come up, um, you know, while you're under contract before you close. Well,
2: <laughs> so Adam, here's what I heard just to recap there. Jolie is really in touch with the, the client's big. Why? Yeah. Why are they doing this? They, it's always easy when they're moving to Topeka. It's a very direct big why. It's a lot harder when it's when it's when it's something a little more opaque or a little uh, further off, right? But it sounds like she listens for that, and then she keeps going back to it to remind them why we're here because that's where that cognitive distance comes in. Yeah. It sounds like she also understands the market. She acts as their economist of choice. She understands about interest rates. She understands. Uh, supply and demand and what's on the market. And, you know, um, and, and and the last thing is I'm hearing seasonality is back. It really feels to me like we had uh, COVID seasonality just disappeared. It didn't matter what season it is. It matters now. And we're on that low side of that seasonality across the country, actually. Um, what did I leave out? Did I miss anything, Adam or Julie?
0: I think you're spot on. All
1: yeah. right. I'm well, interested in seasonality thing though because it was pretty crazy last spring so it was the spring market
2: amplified by like yeah (laughs) i think it was pretty crazy all the way up to last spring i mean i don't think it ever stopped it was crazy from just about easter when covid hit in 2020 you know once we kind of realized the world wasn't going to end um and the stock market mostly stopped going down from about easter until i don't know a few months ago till still kids so till, till kids got out of school um uh, for the summer I'd say this past this past summer so anyway well Adam yeah I think our I think I think we covered it <laughs>
0: yeah I think we did a great job and actually jolie you did a, a great job thank you so much for sharing
2: yeah we're gonna do this we got to do this guest thing more I mean we oh, don't yeah. have to do we don't have to do a thing when we have a great Highly competent guest, right? <laughs> Plus, the emails that we get are so much better when we have when we have a guest, and it's not just yes. you and I yakking the whole time.
0: <laughs> me laughing Look, at my own jokes the whole time, <laughs>
2: exactly, and me making faces at you. <laughs> all right, jolie thank you so much. Uh, great to have you on. We really appreciate it.
1: Appreciate y'all having me on. Be y'all uh, right.
2: soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. And Adam, for more, for the love of real estate, where can you find us?
0: Hey, we're all over the place. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple podcasts, uh, Google podcasts, and Facebook podcasts. We're all over the place. And um, of course, we're did on I, social media as well. So did yeah. I hear
2: we're trending in Germany? Did I see yeah. on the map? There's like a cluster of people that They must have really bad COVID or something like that that they want to listen to. Yeah. (laughs) People from New Orleans talk about real estate. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, all right. See you next episode.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to For the Love of Real Estate, a podcast with Jeffrey and Adam. Research and contribution to this week's episode is provided by Jeffrey Dusson Jr. and Adam Stahura. Our engineer chief mixer is Chavez Quick. Keller Williams Realty New Orleans, licensed in Louisiana. Each office is independently owned and operated. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at For the Love of Real Estate Podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
2: See you next week.